This is my October 25th edition of Ask a Leader, another episode in my local coverage of the 2018 midterms. My guest today is Dr. Lee Sun, running among 12 candidates for one of two open seats on the Irvine City Council. A little background about Lee Sun. He is currently Vice President of Research and Development of Celanova Biosciences. Previously, he worked at Locker Hydrocarbon Research Institute, Monsanto Polymers, Bayer Material Science, and Bayer Healthcare. Some people have called it Bayer, but it is a German word, so I'm going to go German on us. He also worked at Bayer's headquarters in Germany for two years. He completed his bachelor and master's degree in polymer science and engineering at Shanghai University of Science and Technology, his PhD in chemical engineering at USC, then his JD is Juris Doctor at USC Law School, while working at that time as a U.S. Patent and Trademark Office licensed attorney. He has received endorsements from iChinese, Asian American PAC, and the Orange Club. He's lived with his wife and family in Irvine for these 16 years. He joins me in studio. Welcome to Ask a Leader, Lee Sun. Thank you, Claudia, for having me. This is a great opportunity to connect with Irvine voters. Absolutely. This is the charter here. Well, for many years, Irvine, the city of Irvine, the city councils, has established and it's been known for its unique and visionary institution building. What stands out to you as something worthy building upon? I think there are two areas. One area is innovation. And uh, for innovation, Irvine has attracted many uh, innovative companies uh, in the area, um, both in uh, biosciences and uh, IT, uh, all those areas. And also in the operation of the city governance, uh, there are a lot of innovative ideas implementing um, in different areas like uh, uh, traffic and uh, also uh, city-level government. And uh, in terms of other, in, other vi- uh, visionary um, institutions um, in, the, in the city, uh, uh, anything else that you would bring up? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mentioned two areas. That's innovation. And the second area is diversity. Uh, the city really... Um, really proud of itself in terms of diversity. We have uh, people from all different backgrounds. And a few weeks ago, we just had a global village. I was there the entire day. It was uh, interesting that there was a public forum area. And there was, uh, I thought there would be tons of people over there. I went there very early, had a booth. And it turned out that there were only three of the candidates were there. Uh, and uh, I was there from the morning uh, to the end and uh, talked to thousands of different uh, um, um, people. And uh, that was a great, great uh, event. Well, I guess as a numbers guy and a, a businessman, so you you saw perhaps some intangibles that um, evaluated in something like that come together. Definitely, absolutely. That's where I think those two, uh, those two areas like innovation and diversity, those areas that uh, that I can contribute more. Uh, for example, innovation. I saw you know there are many companies in our city, but most of them were established like probably twenty years ago, 
and the momentum is slowing down right now. We need to really rejuvenate uh, uh, the uh, this area, uh, bring more innovative companies, new companies coming to these areas, creating more um, high-paying jobs. So that's the innovation. And uh, uh, in terms of diversity, uh, as you have uh, uh, sh you know seen from my resume, I have worked and lived and worked in many different areas in the globe, uh, from Asia to Europe to East Coast to West Coast to Midwest uh, in the United States. So um, I can bring that different perspective, uh, working together with people from all different backgrounds to really make Irvine even a better place. So is, is there a specific vision you have of upgrading, uh, institutionally speaking, were you to be on the city council? As the first thing is to need to create the environment show uh, to show that the city really um, focus on the innovation um, so that's you know now it's election uh, I have to say that adding me to the city council that would be a great uh, uh, help uh, you know I can uh, I worked in the innovative uh, um, science area for more than 20 years I can bring different perspectives to the city council and uh, also add diversity to that. So that will make the city council uh, really um, focus on the innovation and diversity. So several weeks ago, I had uh, I interviewed an immigration attorney on this show about SB 54, an item that Mayor Wagner has twice placed on the city council agenda. And I wanted to know, were you on the city council? How would you have handled this measure? I would not put this uh, on the city council agenda. Uh, the reason is actually it's a settled law that either neither federal government or state government can, uh, you know, dictate what local police do. You know, sure the local police will, you know, follow the law, all the things, but you can't tell them exactly how they perform their job to keep the residents safe. So. Both from uh, recently, both from the federal government level and the state government government level, they try to interfere with the local government, uh, the the police activity. That's not right. So, uh, as um, the police chief had mentioned many times, um, the local police never, uh, you know, implement. I mean, uh, executed the immigration laws in the in the city, and uh, it will never will. That's the uh, responsibility of federal government. So, the regardless SB fifty four or not, the it will have very little effect on our local police activities. Putting the FB SB fifty four on the uh, city council agenda only the only effect is to divide the community without any practical significance. So I would not put that on civil uh, city council agenda. Okay. So the hot housing market in Irvine, it's squeezing the middle income households. It's squeezing them like a vice. What measures have you in mind, Lison, uh, to address this? First, we uh, definitely need to uh, continue. And uh, if we can add more, that's even better. You know, the 15% of uh, um, a, a affordable housing for any new development. And uh, that's definitely what we need to do. Uh, every s resident uh, in the city 
uh, it has right to for uh, safe and uh, adequate uh, decent housing. So we really need to make a lot of effort on that. And we also need to encourage developers uh, build in the housings at all different levels, not just focus on those high profit uh, levels like in the million dollar houses. Um, and they also need to focus on smaller, more efficient, uh, small, you know, condos, apartments, uh, all those areas. You really need to do that um, and uh, have the different tiers of housing so people can at all different econo economic levels can afford. You, know, you buy what you can afford and uh, have a home ownership that will be really um, it's good for the community and is good for the housing market and uh, for the residents. Well, the city council members, along with their planning commissioners that they appoint, they have a lever in within their grasp to commit developers at the development order stage to set aside a portion of the develop the dwelling units for a affordable housing, different scales. And sometimes city council members will just count on the goodwill that it will eventually occur or they will commit the developer at approval of the development order. What's your philosophy of how to work with the developer to secure that kind of housing? I would say that we have to work with the developer to make them commit to that uh, um, in different levels of housing from the beginning. So you stipulate uh, that in the in the agreement for the development order. Yes, yes. Not not a goodwill thing. Because uh, you know, as a goodwill, you know, you know, when as a goodwill, there's time lag too. You know, when you do that, and then you just work on those multi-million dollar houses, and then you neglect the other things. And for this, the city has to stick to you know the master plan and look at everything and. Uh, in the planning stage, make it happen. Otherwise, later, it's difficult to follow. You know, if it's just goodwill, it's difficult to follow, difficult to implement later. So there's another Nevo of housing, and there was the emergency housing issue where every city in the county has the role to contribute their fair share of the emergency housing to meet those needs. You kind of put yourself on the map with the mobilization of residents to push back on the designated area in the Great Park for that emergency housing. What is your disposition today? As a city, we will take responsibility for emergency housing for you know the uh, certain populations uh, uh, in in our city, but. Uh, as a city, it's difficult for us to take, uh, you know, f further responsibility for other cities, uh, for, you know, as emergencies. But uh, for our centers. city, for yeah, our for fair our share. City, for our fair share, we need to do it. We definitely, Irvine is a city, we'll take responsibility. However, we cannot take, you know, um, some irresponsible plans of the county supervisors to just move all the problems from one area to our city. But That's there was not a, acceptable. There was a designated parcel, though, at the Great Park for the emergency housing. So right. it was it was a city decision made, but that was not honored. Uh, that's not true. Um, the the we we honor the space, but not the irresponsible plans. You know, the the they haven't cleaned up the land yet, and they put some you know tent, all those things. It was it's the plan. It's you know the plan was really ill conceived. Irresponsible. 
For those of you who've just joined us, my guest is Dr. Lee Sun, engineer and attorney running for one of the two seats now open on Irvine City Council in the midterm elections coming up right around the corner, November 6th. We're moving on from housing issues now is um, over the primary, the city spoke. Admittedly, it was an advisory measure, a non-binding measure, but the constituents spoke to the tune of 63% to affirm the original plans for the Veterans Cemetery. What is your disposition with Measure B? The uh, residents' voice need to be definitely heard. The issue is that during the Measure B voting, many misinformation were given to the voters. For example, just the measure B, the wording itself, I was so surprised there were so many lawyers, attorneys in the city council. And I was overwhelmed. I have an urban planning background, right. and that was it went on for eight or nine pages, that measure. It was very, yeah, very exactly. in the weeds. And at the end, the wording was still confusing to people. Look, the measure itself, just the measure itself, was appro was approval of for the ordinance number seventeen o eight approving the zone tax amendments to allow the land exchange, and then add many uh, sentence later say facilitate this and that, no one exactly sure what was I mean that was the misinformation deliberately to confuse the voters. Now the voter has spoken. Then, then now because city council can interpret differently because the the text was not clear, so now they can say, oh that's not uh, what the resident said you know then that they mean that it's true though this just by the text itself you can have many different interpretations, and that I think that was done deliberately to confuse people and also that's why that uh, created mistrust for the residents. Uh, you know, um, to to the city council, and also you know during the whole process, it was not transparent. For example, another example is that the the appraisal value of the existing you know ARDA site was only over four million dollars, and the other site was appraised more than was appraised uh, appraised more than eighty million dollars. And for residents just looking at that, how can that be true? And uh, how can I trust that city uh, to make this kind of land swap? So that's what uh, the issue. So we really need to put uh, council members, you know, in this council so people can trust. Then things will go smoothly. When people have the mistrust of the city council, then, you know, everything will be difficult. So let's say you have on the agenda, you're on the city council for citing the measure, citing the veteran cemetery. What would be your decision? Again, there are many details, just like the land exchange. It's not a simple land exchange. But there was a lot of study done for the original site. I know. A there, lot of investment of time, public hearings, and, des and s design schematics and that kind of thing. That's it wasn't cash, and there were let there were legislative entitlements that were all set up. So it's really quite an advanced measure to have it cited there. But I, so I want to know what you would do uh, before that, city that's council. That's true. So so both that original site and some alternative 
uh, measures were, you know, in, right now, after even after the measure B, are in consideration in the city council. Where as that comes, you have to look at the details. You know, I'm engineer. engineer. Right. Just again, I go back to the landscape. It's not just simple swap. There are a lot of nuances, details in there. Need to look at it. I will look at all the details and make a decision which is best for the veterans, the residents, and for the urban's future. So the quality of life. There's a a interesting discussion. I heard on a different radio platform about social infrastructure and quality of life is something that is you know brought up in discussions with city council candidates and the researcher Eric Klinderberg wrote about it in his Palaces for the People and what he's exploring in social infrastructure are the security features and the community building features so have you in your vision for the city do you have either what you see are existing institutions or what what you would build to create social infrastructure to make Irvine even more than it is now? Exactly. Uh, that's uh, really I will be working towards for you know uh, as you mentioned earlier you know when the security features Irvine uh, has been doing uh, been doing a great job. We are the you know the safest city uh, in the nation. Uh, among uh, you know similar size of the cities, so we we what we need is to have a, a community building um, infrastructure. So that's really important. I have moved to uh, so many different places. I have lived in the U.S., in Asia, and Europe. In every place I moved to, when I settled down, the first thing I look is bring all the, my children to look for two things. One is uh, a library, you know, I really, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I was looking for second is a water park. So those are the two things. Whenever I move to, I bring the kids and I said, go to look for those two things. If you have those two things, you like it, that's the place we move to. So for Irvine, we really need, you know, the great park is a really great opportunity for us. You know, the land is very, um, Valuable in Orange County, and now we have this land. We really need to make good use of it to build community, uh, you know, building infrastructures in there, so the citizens can congregate, can uh, communicate over there, and build a stronger community. Well, that's it's an interesting part you bring up about yeah the the cultural aspects versus some of the recreational aspects that are now building out in the Great Park, and that's been a, a considerable. There's been a, there's been a bit of a cultural war actually over the vision of what is to be yeah. put in there, and it was it was changed that on its it pivoted greatly at once the uh, control of the Great Park was in private hands and, and by the uh, the builder adjacent to the properties. So that's an interesting method for settling a family is to find those places. And the library is, as Eric Klinenberg talks about, that's a, it's an essential place too. It's for, uh, for civil emergencies, that's the, that's the go-to place in many communities. Yeah, exactly. When I talked to voters, some uh, voters had a doubt on that. Those said, oh, now who goes to libraries? <laughs> but I think that there are a lot of people. I said, you know, there are a lot They're of kind people. Exactly, that there are a lot of people. And, uh, and uh, number one. Number two, you know, the library, when, and we have the opportunity to build a new library with new concept, new technologies. In, in the people's mind, not all just f 
full of old books, racks, you know, in, in the library. We need to have, when we build the library, we need to make use of the new technologies and uh, um, in new concept. You know, it's a place where everybody, you know, everyone, you know, people all, at all different ages would like to go to. Yeah. So what city had it right? The, on you know in a library system where you settled your family over these many places actually uh, one of the places uh, I really l- liked uh, the family really enjoyed it is uh, the city in Dus uh, in Germany was Dusseldorf, Dusseldorf yeah uh, had a nice uh, library and also a uh, uh, great uh, a water park and a swimming pool so we go there all the time we were went they there all adjacent the time. Uh, they were near each other uh, not near each other. Oh, so I different mean, we, places. when we lived there. Right, yeah. right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, as we wind down the interview, I'd like to know what have you been learning from the residents as you've been campaigning for city council? Um, in most of uh, the issues uh, residents are concerned about, that's uh, quite, uh, you know, you have probably have heard a lot. It's uh, the most obvious one are traffic, is traffic, you know. And then, uh, it's the education and the safety. Even though we are still at the top of the nation in education and the safety, there are clear signs of declines. We really need to take on um, them and really keep the city, the safe the city, and also the best uh, in education uh, in the nation. We have a lot of work to do. Well, the, the state sort of deals the hand with education, with the whole financing uh, structure and with Prop 13, which is about to be reconsidered in one of the propositions on this election cycle. So it's hard for city council governments to reconfigure an education system with the with the state setting the terms for that and and how we are designated as a yeah that's true a donor yeah but uh, the city council we will do our best effort uh, you know coordinate with the IUSD you know school district and also we can provide a support a lot of support in a lot of different aspects and any other things that have come up that when you've talked to residents because I consider Consider everybody. Cons- everybody's a consider. I'm talking about voting or not voting, but everybody who's a part of this community. Yeah, and uh, another thing is, add, you know, the go deeper. That's what I mentioned earlier. You know, in terms of diversity and innovation, we really need to look af- to the future. Uh, you know, the traffic is immediate. You know, people see that. But then, uh, you know, the go to different uh, level of depths. You know, is the traffic, is the education, is the safety, is the innovation, diversity. You know, all to the future. We really need to build. Uh, again, Irvine is good. We can do better. So, with your engineering and innovation portfolio and talking about transportation. How do you see as Irvine being a leader, a visionary in reducing greenhouse gas emissions with the configuration of our land use and the kind of promotion of zero net kinds of transportation choices? Again, uh, go uh, to transportation. The first thing is planning. You know the uh, well for you know that we have to do that. You know uh, for the existing traffic. You know we have now we have to do many different things, and uh, uh, there are several things uh, we we can do. Uh, first thing actually, many uh, candidates have mentioned that is the eye shuttle. 
we really need to expand that. I commute to I commute to work to other cities all the time, and uh, you know it's easy for me to drive to the metro station. But it's a, the difficult thing is that when I get off the other side, you know I'm standing there. What do I do? I don't have a car, and uh, you know don't have a the last uh, mile syndrome. Yeah, that that that's tough. But when we have you know now we have it, we need to really expand that the eye shuttle and very inexpensive and uh, low you know emission all those things. And uh, bring you to the business cent- business centers. Good work. It's really really helpful. Uh, again, I lived in different places. Um, when I was in Germany, I rode my train to my work all the time. And the buyer was a big facility, and the train stopped right in the middle of the site. I walked to work, and every day I got. Uh, um, you know, exercise, and also I learned most of my German actually was on the train. Of course, I, there I, they were. I get, I, I got a newspaper. Tutors. I, yeah, I read it. It was so fascinating. Sometimes I, I missed the train stop. I had to come back. But, uh, you know, the time was well utilized. I, I did not need to drive. I, I learned German, and I also had exercise, walking. It, it was a great feeling. Well, our land use patterns are so different, being built out here so many years, as I say, after the advent of the automobile. So with any European kind of land use pattern, we cannot imitate. So that's where that's where leadership is really turned up. Right. We're, we're but that's on. true. Actually, we also have opportunities. For example, the, the uh, you know, the metro stations around that area, we can do a lot of things in that area. I mean, just just come back to planning, you know, p- come to the vision uh, of of the city. We we really need to uh, plan ahead. Uh, look at the uh, public transport transportation clusters. You know, build things accordingly. So over the last, we're now at about a week and qu- not quite two weeks left before the elections. Where can people have a chance to meet with you and talk with you? I try uh, to do my best to connect w- with uh, uh, you know voters, the residents, and uh, so I have many uh, um, activities. Uh, this f- uh, Saturday, um, I will have um, in the um, Saddleback uh, Church South. Uh, there will be uh, some you know fall um, festival event for children. So I will I myself and uh, uh, volunteers will be there distributing you know. Candies uh, for our children, uh, and I'll be there. And uh, this uh, Saturday, we'll also have a education fair uh, in the uh, South Coast Chinese Cultural Center. Uh, that's a great event to have people from all different colleges, even um, high schools, uh, go there to exhibit, exhibit. And also, there was will be seminars uh, talking. Um, different options for schools uh, are be there too and also on November 3rd there will be a, a Chinese uh, a Chamber of Commerce uh, of Orange County will also have an event uh, in the same uh, venue is South Coast uh, Chinese Cultural Center and where's that located too. that's uh, located right at uh, Roosevelt and Truman okay right that's it, the it's a okay. great venue they just renovated um, a lot of different areas and uh, I mean, that's one of the, like I'm thinking through the community centers, that's one of the centers uh, uh, really people like to go to. It's, it's really have a lot of great events. So that's why I'm 
uh, I go there quite often. So that's one of the places. Sort of a base for your being able to talk. Do you, are you yeah. out in the neighborhoods as well? Yes, absolutely. I try, you know, um, uh, my best to walk door to doors, talk to uh, residents too. Yeah. Which neighborhoods? Have you I been? try to, uh, you know, Irvine is so big. I cannot just go. To oh, it's very just big. One place, so I try to distribute around uh, different uh, areas. Well, I want to thank you for coming all the way down in the studio today to talk about your candidacy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. My guest was Dr. Lee Sun. He's engineer and attorney for one of the two seats now open on the Irvine City Council. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you.